and Robin. Holy hole, I don't. Or maybe a bit more like Bert and Ernie. Hey, Bert. This is Luke and Lewis on Triple M Modern Digital. That's right, it's Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Get excited, listeners. It's going down. What's going down? This show. Cool. Going down. Actually, it's going up in quality, content, and style. Also, a uh, minute amount of flair. Style? Yes. What's so stylish about today's show? Tell us more, Lewis. Mate, me. You got me captivated. Oh, well, that's s- certainly not happening today. Uh, <laughs> we're actually discussing the opposite. Um, the world's worst uh, dressed man was announced by GQ magazine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a bit of a problem with their list. So, But we'll get to that later in the show. All right, cool. That's all I'm they saying. didn't choose you. Well, on the contrary, it was you. They didn't choose <laughs> But I was um, I was gonna tease that for later in the show, but now people know. See, well, now we're bickering already. I think we, uh, you know, you're supposed to be my work wife. Well, after as we the, decided yesterday, yeah, after the break, we are having uh, some marriage counselling. I, I think work marriage counselling. Yes, Get it straight. We're not actually married. We're work married. Okay. Yeah, nine to five married. We're already off to a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to create some uh, historic radio, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's time to. Uh, Really step it up a notch in terms of artistic integrity on uh, yes. this station. Um, often we're, you know, we're, this is groundbreaking stuff, as Lewis said, but often on other shows we'll deviate away from certain topics because it's perhaps uh, considered immature and Basic, childish. rude. Yeah. Just, you know, we celebrate it them? on no, our show. No, nothing's beneath us, mate. No. We're beneath everything else holding it up <laughs> to the world for the world to see. Yes. So we were having a conversation before the show. Um, what's, the, <laughs> what's the best combination of bodily functions? And by that we mean, you know, burping, farting, yawning, anything that's like automatic and in, having a wee, having kind a of poo. involuntary, more instinctual than anything. Yeah. There's a few that we can't say. Because of uh, we're on the radio. Yes. But, but um, uh, one that came to mind was the obvious one of uh, wouldn't it be great if you could uh, let off flatulence and, uh, <laughs> and, and sneeze at the same time. Fart and sneeze. Fart and sneeze combo. Now, Maccas uh, aren't selling that. But. Mate, I've done that before. <laughs> Actually, I've done a fart and a sneeze before. Really? Yeah. It was amazing. Felt like my whole body was deflating. <laughs> What about another one that was brought up for the show was a, a yawn and a poop at the same time. See, I reckon... A, a bit of a sleepy poop. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I reckon, see, that's good, but I reckon a yawn and a fart would be even better because your whole body would act like a giant wind tunnel. My dad's just called in. me yeah. right now when we're live on air and he knows we do this show. He's probably listening going, this is great stuff, boys. <laughs> He's trying to put a stop to it, mate. Go have a sneeze and a laugh. <laughs> but uh, another one, another possible one is uh, really, I mean, I was going to say breathing and anything, but we always do a breathe wee. Like, breathe wee is normal. I've never held my breath and done a wee. Oh, sneeze wee. Sneeze wee. You, See, that'd it'd be, go that'd everywhere. Be the <laughs> shock of the wee. It'd, be a, it'd end up being a real messy wee. Yeah, that's But I true. think, yeah, definitely, I think the one that uh, is still sneeze and fart at the same time is absolutely one of the most liberating things a human could probably yeah. achieve. Uh, <laughs> Tell Radio Mike to get those sound effects up. You took it. You you you, you were like a <laughs> You were 
like, what? Lewis is losing it. You were like, what What more does this segment need? It needs sound effects. <laughs> and then I can't even talk. Are we deciding of what's the best? Is that the best one? Lewis isn't even here anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you, Radio Mike. Do you want one more? Yep. <laughs> I thought you were going to do something different. <laughs> uh, pushing the boundaries, ladies and gentlemen, on Triple M Modern Digital. This is Luke and Lewis Forge. Uh, in yesterday's show, Luke, we worked out the benefits of a work wife, a work marriage. Well, you feel that having a work wife between nine to five could mm. benefit your, uh, your, just your overall concentration, well, your, I don't know, just me. you think it would improve your overall performance here at the station? Yeah, I've got studies here. So a work wife is uh, a colleague that you have just with you who, you know, you call them your work wife and they look after you. And uh, it's actually proven to increase your productivity, um, help you out around the office, and 47.2% of professionals either have or wish they had a work spouse. And I just want to become part of that 47.2%, Luke. So uh, yesterday's show, I, I work proposed to you. And I, it was, it came off a bit strong just because, like, you didn't really take me out to dinner first. You didn't take me out. We didn't do out. any work dates, no. No, we didn't you do any work dates. You were never my work girlfriend. Yeah. But, um, it, fe- it felt like it all happened pretty quick. And then I feel, also felt like perhaps you didn't, you rushed the proposal, and it, which was made obvious by the ring that What's, you what used. What was wrong with the ring? You gave me, I uh, looped a pair of scissors around my fingers. Office scissors? <laughs> Are they even your scissors? Well, they're well, mine now. But <laughs> yeah, no, they're your scissors. I gave them to you. I don't know. But who did the previ- you own them? I don't know who the previous owner yeah. was. So uh, secondhand scissors. Never officially transferred ownership to me, but uh, I assume that they're not looking for them anymore, and they're happy that you're wearing them on your finger. Why aren't you wearing them right, right. now? Because I'm ashamed to have you as a work husband. Now that's rude as. And well, this it got, I've gone through got... all the effort of work proposing to you. I've 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 worked out a work arrangement. You found marriage. them on the desk. Doesn't matter. You didn't get any effort. Look, forget about the offices. Is the point is you're my work wife, and you will respect me as such. <laughs> well, this sounds very, very outdated. Very outdated marriage now. Um, <laughs> now, Lewis, things did heat up on the show uh, yesterday at the end when you we got proposed... into a lovers' spat, a work lovers' tiff. Mm, I would call uh, it was a almost a divorce on the show. I think divorce was bandied round, but today Mate, we want to work my fragile work hard. Mate, you're not treating me with any respect, I'm all a, right? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a work romantic. I'm a classic work gentleman. Okay? Not that romantic, mate. Yes, I am. You could have They're had... They're orange. When have you seen orange office scissors? When have you seen a diamond ring that resembles orange office scissors? Mate, the next time I see a pair of office diamond rings, all right, I'll bring them straight to you. Thank but you. But until then, this is a work marriage... My resources are limited, okay? But yeah, we did have a bit of an argument, and I think you're being very disrespectful. I have a clip, actually. Mike, play the clip. I was a bit offended with, uh, I don't think you spent a lot of money on the ring. You use office scissors? I didn't spend any money. This is a work marriage, okay? Stop getting ahead of yourself. You're not that special. You're only special nine to five, Dal. See? Okay, that that came across as me being very mean. It was me. That's what I'm saying. I'm not happy with this arrangement that we've set up. All these, you know, I'm supposed to be a work wife now, and it's like, mate, Mike, why didn't you edit know, that to make if... Luke sound a lot meaner? Because that 
Because that's exactly what happened on the show yesterday. You were just mean, and you gave me work scissors. Okay, that wasn't my intention with this. My intention was to make you look like the bad person. But you know what? It's hard, considering I haven't really... I've been nothing but uh, so far agreeing to this marriage. I was forced... It was more of an arranged marriage, let's be honest. I didn't have any say in it. Yeah, well, look, you know what? I'm sorry, okay? My father just said, you know what? Uh, I've met with uh, Lewis's boss, and uh, you know what I mean? And we think you guys would be a good fit. My boss met with your boss, and... Yeah. Um, you so know. Dave met with himself. Yeah. He's talking to himself <laughs> in the mirror. He always, he's always doing that, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, and he agreed that... Uh, He'd be a good fit, but I was like, I don't know. I'm I'm an hour-ing. I think I'm in love with Radio Mike, and then all these people were just like, in no, you love. and Lewis, uh, yeah, work love. No, yeah. <laughs> after five, we do not speak. Well, uh, you know what? Okay, Mike's I'm, really offended. We do. We text a lot. I'm, uh, I'm willing. I'm willing to try and fix us our work relationship. I think we need to do some work marriage so counseling after the break. We're going to have a work marriage mediation session where we'll talk through a few issues. Maybe I've got some concerns to raise, which uh, I'm I know sure you will do. be easily fixable. We'll see. This may end in a work divorce. <laughs> Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Uh, as you know, uh, I hope you know, I hope you still remember, uh, I work proposed to you to become my work wife on Friday. You did. Uh, it was more of an arranged marriage. I feel like I've, an arranged work I'm marriage. forced to be uh, in the marriage a little bit. But um, yeah, today we're going to... We've had a few differences so far in our work marriage where perhaps... I haven't been happy with the ring. Uh, you got me off a stationary scissors to be yeah. looped around my finger. That's not a ring. That's uh, cutting well, equipment. And we've also been arguing a bit. We have a clip uh, of uh, our little argument that happened on Friday night's show. Mike, can you play that? I was a bit offended with, uh, I don't think you spent a lot of money on the ring. You use office scissors? I didn't spend any money. Equipment. This is a work marriage, okay? Stop getting ahead of yourself. You're not that special. You're only special nine to five, Darl. And I think the listeners Friday will agree. Show, was it? Uh, was it? Well, uh, Monday. Was that when I proposed? Yeah. Sorry, the after party was Seriously late. means that nothing. Was no, <laughs> seriously, this marriage means nothing to you. This Mate. work marriage. Look, it was. It felt like a Friday. I was partying so hard, it felt like a Friday. And I <laughs> It did... happened last night and you don't even remember. Do you know how <laughs> offended I am as your work wife? Well, Also, look, we're engaged, but not actually married. <laughs> I, 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 I would disagree with that. Just because I can't remember what happened yesterday doesn't mean that we're not married. Work married. <laughs> But this is the problem. I think we need to go through some work-wife counselling. So we've got our, our official uh, marriage counsellor in the work studio, which is uh, Radio Mike. Hey, guys. How are you? Um, are you ready to be... Uh, sorry, so the one thing, if you don't know about being a marriage counsellor, just a quick tip. It's so we did idea. have to Google it. We're like, yeah. oh, how do you be a counsellor? Your only job is, after we say something fairly emotive or emotional, you just say, and how does that make you feel? So yeah, that's cool. your one job. Can yeah. you do that? So yeah. how does that make you feel, having that as your one job? That's easy, guys. Take a seat. Start. I'm ready to hear. I'm happy to hear it. Wow. Okay. Let's open up. Hey, I you... feel comfortable. This is a this nice, is relaxing space. Oh, he's got music oh, too. He's got some nice little calm music there Ooh. for us. Okay. Um, Lewis, you start off um, if you okay. have any Look, concerns. honey, why aren't you cooperating with our work marriage? I've put so much effort into the proposal. The marriage was so good that I forgot it, that, about it happening. And you're just sitting here and you're not cooperating at all. Uh, because I didn't want to get married. <laughs> okay, okay, Lewis, how does that make you feel? That makes me feel disrespected because he. I, I know that you didn't want to get married. That's why our work proposed. Otherwise, it would have real proposed. So, really, this is a favour for you. You're welcome. Okay, okay, Luke, how does that make you feel? <laughs> I'm thinking of handing in a resignation uh, to the company just to avoid this work marriage at the moment. 
right. I know it's quite a rash and big call, but at the moment I don't feel like this is a safe space for me. I feel like I've been forced in to a marriage that well, I don't know if I feel comfortable yet. Look, Luke. sorry, sorry. Lewis, how's that make you feel? <laughs> it makes me feel like I want to ask another question. <laughs> Luke, you, you being my work wife will help improve my performance. It's proven by 14.3%. My productivity will increase. So you being my work wife will help our show and then, you know, will be huge. This is for our career. I think my duties... Wait, hang on. Mike wanted to ask something. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, Lewis. I just wanted to ask... <laughs> How does that make you feel, Luke? <laughs> well, Radio Mike, that makes me feel... No, talk like to me. You're not, you're not talking to the marriage council. This is farce, okay? He's he here said, faci- how does that make him feel? No, I'm answering Mike. He's here to facilitate this conversation between us. This is why I get this us. marriage. Just bit of bickering from the other side. <laughs> look at I, I, me. I, I, don't I, look I, at Mike. Okay, guys. Lewis, Luke's made a point. You're how only does supposed it make to you say feel? How, Okay, there we go. We got to it. Okay. That... Guys. When he talks to Mike instead of me, that just really points out our lack of communication. And our entire right. radio show is communication. I'm going, I've got a migraine just being in the same room as you right now. Lewis. How does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> so, you were saying that... Uh, it will increase my productivity. Right. I marriage. think my duties as a work wife on the show will hinder my performance on the show because I'll be so busy looking after you, yeah. catering. And that's fine because it will balance out. So I'll be more productive, you'll be less productive. Yeah, so there'll be no benefit for the show. <laughs> It'll just completely even out. <laughs> Is this... Oh, sorry, guys. How does that make you, you feel? <laughs> You both just looked at me there. It makes, it makes well. It's yeah, because I was wondering how it made me feel, but I was like, no. I I'm think good. we need marriage counselor counselling. <laughs> this isn't working. Look, do you know how it makes me feel, Luke? It makes me feel like you never want to do anything that I want to do. I've been. You know what? My biggest gripe is I've been trying to get you to come to lunch and try a porto for three weeks because I had an Oporto chicken wrap with garlic sauce and it blew my mind. Mm. And you keep going to Subway for your cheese sandwich. And I think that's disrespectful. You never do anything I want to do. <laughs> don't don't pretend like a porto is like delving into the finer things of life. All right, that's I'm not to treat that's you. not far above Subway. <laughs> yeah, as a fast food franchise. It's a okay, big so you want me to try over, new things? It's a big step on top of what you get at Subway. All right, well, perhaps we could work on these things further at a couple's retreat, and that's something I've not. Mm. You're asking a hard bargain. <laughs> Mike, can you please ask me how that makes me feel? How does that make you feel, Luke? Hungry for a porter's. Yes. Can I, can I, can I <laughs> a little bit hungry, but also keen for Subway the next day. Can I try something experimental here? Yeah. Ooh, how does this make you feel, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Still hungry. <laughs> this is Luke and Lewis Lewis, uh, recently I read a story that uh, amused me greatly, and I mm-hmm. wanted to share it on the show. Um, it was a story that came out of China. Not oh, often. Love it already. Am I love scaring? It done. Say no more. <laughs> oh, goodness. This is Luke and Lewis for lunch. <laughs> um, no. So I went. Uh, I was scouring uh, a, a new site, and boy, oh boy, a Chinese zoo recently uh, was was uh, had a scandal. Yep. The, in, in their zoo that uh, they promised rare exotic animals and they advertised it all so like throughout the world. like a normal zoo. Yeah, just yeah. like, oh, we've got penguins, which are that rare, really. Pretty and, rare, but they promised I've never some... seen a penguin, like, in not in a zoo. That's a lie. Seen For it on a, on a pier. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I could get one as a pet. Yeah. 
not that rare, but they promised a bunch of rare animals, and um, zoo-goers flocked to this Chinese zoo going, oh my yep. God, there isn't much of this in China. This is going to be great. There's probably like, man, there's going to be heaps of pandas. I don't know yep. what they thought. And then the people got to the zoo to find inflatable penguins <laughs> in the cages. Were there real ones in there no, too? No, so, not amongst uh, real ones. Just and I'm, I'll show you a picture wait, now. If they're inflate, why are they in There's cages? There's some that are just deflated and popped on the ground. They don't, and they're not realistic looking uh, inflatable. No, they look like um, pool toys, like backyard yeah. pool toys. But why? What gets me is cool. Inflatable penguins go for it. Why are they restrained in a, like a cage? Yeah, <laughs> like that. They're going to escape. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then apparently the only real animals they had at the zoo were. Mm. Uh, Geese and common livestock, like roosters yeah. and stuff in cages. So it was more of a petting zoo than a zoo, but they it's advertised... Like a concrete farm. Yeah, they advertised that they were, uh, you know, perhaps... Had, that they lied, <laughs> essentially. You know, you know what? I think that's a great business idea. I think you that's, do? Yeah, I think that's an awesome business idea because, you know, really with zoos, you just got to get people in the door paying for tickets. It doesn't matter what happens during the zoo, really. Yeah. That's just a low-cost Zoo, you don't have to feed the animals. You'd have to be real. a travelling zoo because I don't think they get many return customers. I yeah. mean, as much as uh, <laughs> I do looking, lo- enjoy looking at uh, inflatable penguins. Yeah, it's not. You're you know, not going to come back go... for a second visit. But that, no. yeah, if it's a travelling zoo, I think that's a great idea. Mm. And also, you don't have to travel with any of your animals. You just got to deflate them, put them in your pocket. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. You know what? Let's start our own fake zoo. <laughs> yeah, right. On yeah. the show. Okay. What I've done, Luke, is uh, I've organised uh, a bit of a speaking tour. You know those. So people are going to know it's fake now because you've just told people it's fake. Um, mm. No, this your performance. You're going to play the animals. So uh, <laughs> and your performance is going to be so convincing that people are going to forget that I've told them it's fake and wow. be like, no, there's no way that's fake. So what's going to happen is I've uh, recorded a uh, a speaking tour. You know those audio tours where you put on headphones and yeah. you walk around the art gallery and it takes you on a tour. Yeah. I've recorded one of them describing the animals and it has everything except the animal noises. So I want you to listen to this and come up with the animal noises live. So I've got to come up with some inflatable animal noises. No, real animal noises. I understand that this probably would be a lot more convincing if you had time to prepare, but also wouldn't be as amusing for me. (laughs) So, all right, are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Welcome to Luke and Lewis's Totally Real Zoo. To your left, you will see the cows. Moo! And now, over to your right, you'll see the elephants. Moo! Moving along now, if you pay attention to your right, you will see the flamingos. <laughs> and now, over to your left, it's a giant giraffe. <laughs> and finally, it's the big boss of our radio station, Dave Cameron. Yeah, boys, you're invited to the Christmas party. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not sure of my giraffe. I think I just did a horse. I was just Mate, like, all of your noises were the same. You just changed the pitch, even for the flamingo. Even for Dave's one, it sounded pretty. No, similar Dave was to the actually giraffe. pretty spot on. I yeah. thought he was actually listening to our show. Yeah. and came into the studio. Yeah, I so think that's great. so come down and see the Dave exhibit, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, all other exhibits are closed, yeah. but Dave Cameron will be there. And live. China are also running in an inflatable Dave. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M One and Digital. Lewis, uh, recently, uh, it was pointed out to me by a fan of this show. This is a revelation. That Radio Mike, the who pushes the buttons for us here in the radio studio, uh, looks like human Shrek. 
And when I say human Shrek, I don't mean like a human version of Shrek, the, Shrek ogre. the ogre. No. I mean in Shrek 2 when he Shrek takes the potion and he turns into a human. Yeah. So he looks like... He the, looks like a human who looks like Shrek. Yeah. Shrek is Prince Charming, yeah. essentially. Which yeah. is kind of like the hunkiest version of Shrek you can yeah. get. So of all the Shrek versions, I gotta say, really at the top of attractiveness and tears. And, uh, and at first when, uh, you know, this was pointed out to me uh, by it fan blew of the show, my mind. I was like, oh, I don't know, man, I think you're just trying to make a thing that's not, and then uh, we got a picture of uh, human Shrek and put it next to Mike's head it's and boy, insane. oh boy, uh, it's some damning evidence. <laughs> it's like they put they put Mike's head and they took it to Disney and were like, "This is what we want Human yeah. Shrek to look like." It's like they, they based the model. It. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this, Mike? Uh, first of all, Lewis, Shrek is a DreamWorks film, not a Disney film. Yeah. Well, but you I would saw- know that's the office that you went to. <laughs> Aside from technicalities, I'm not really big on this. Like, I don't, I don't want to be associated with an ogre. Your head's big. You're on not, yourself. no, not an Your ogre. Head. You're associated with a human who used to be an ogre. <laughs> That's just as bad. No, it's not. In fact, we actually have a, a clip from Shrek Two when uh, Shrek wakes up as a human. This is how Mike must feel every day when he looks in the mirror. <laughs> a cute button nose, <laughs> thick wavy locks, tart round buttocks. I'm. I'm gorgeous. See? You're gorgeous. gorgeous. And you know what? Hearing that and then looking at Mike while it plays, you do have thick wavy hair, Mm. a little button nose, and (laughs) may I say the strongest resemblance is that taut round buttocks. (laughs) Very taut, very round. Yeah, and you know what? We actually did a uh, a poll. Yeah, so Mike, we, we brought to this to Mike after the show, just uh, between ourselves, and then he was like, oh, guys, I don't know what you're talking about. So, well, you know what, mate? Let's let the people who listen to this show decide. Let the listeners decide. And uh, 93, we did a poll on Instagram, right? We said, does Radio Mike look like Human Shrek? And we took a photo of Mike, and then we put Human Shrek's head right next to it so they could see the picture without going anywhere else. And I couldn't did... even tell which one was which. I just it was weird <laughs> that Human Shrek didn't have a neck on the photo. That was the only thing that differentiated it. Yeah. Uh, and what did the people vote? Ninety three percent said yes. You look like Human <laughs> Shrek. Only seven percent voted no. How many people voting? So do you have any? Uh, uh, about four hundred. That's a uh, quite a decisive. Actually, well over four hundred. Almost five hundred people voted. So that is a so uh, over four hundred people think you look like Human Shrek, Mike. How does it feel? I've been told by other people in the office that I look like Jimmy Carr, and I would much prefer if and he, he looks he like an, Human Shrek. <laughs> Jimmy Carr, the English comedian, does strongly resemble Human Shrek. Yeah. Uh, I've Lewis. I get told all the time that Lewis looks like a uh, character Callum from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Now, Google it if you're not familiar with the thing. Oh, it. You, we looked at it last night. You do. Yeah, we had to Google. It. I've never seen that movie. Yeah, but yeah. I can see the resemblance yeah. there. It's just a guy with a really long head, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I just look like everyone. I yeah. look like Callum. I look like Human Shrek. I look like <laughs> everyone. I look like Radio Mark. I look like Lewis. You're the home brand of people, man. Uh, yeah, I look like a big one that people say I look like is Eddie Redmayne, who is uh, plays Stephen Hawking in. Uh, the set of that movie. He also uh, is in Fantastic Beasts and Where you to Find look Them. You like uh, Mystique from X-Men. You know, the Apparently, chick that, I- The chick that can look like anyone. <laughs> That's you. Apparently, I look like the DJ Martin Garrix as well. It's a bit yeah. obscure, but uh, it's pretty much every white dude with brown hair. Mike was uh, pretty unhappy about our poll. You said it was biased. So you actually did a poll on your own Instagram, which uh, has no fans on it, uh, just family and friends, because, you know. No. So what did the ones closest to you think about you looking like Human Shrek? 
Uh, I'm sorry to say that mine, yeah, mine actually got 80% yes, 20% no, so I guess I do look like you. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Human Shrek. This is Luke Lewis and Human Shrek for lunch on Triple M One Digital. Lewis, before we get into what we're talking about, I just uh, we just did another Instagram poll regarding if Mike looks or doesn't look like Human Shrek. Uh, Mike wanted to put in the argument saying, hey, can we do an Instagram poll saying, do I look more like Human Shrek when Shrek is a human, yeah. uh, not or- Shrek, or Jimmy Carr. Yeah. So we put it up on Instagram then, and, and? it's currently 100% human track. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not looking good for you, Radio Mike. What uh, do you think, human track? Sorry, I don't answer to that. I answer to Radio Mike. Only. What about Radio Human Track? <laughs> What do you think of the results? I think check the survey again, because Human Shrek just voted for Jimmy Carr. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so one vote no. <laughs> um, Lewis, you would have been pretty devastated with the news uh, this morning. You woke up to some what pretty news? devastating news. <laughs> what are you that uh, GQ announced their top 10 worst dresses uh, of the year. Worst dress oh, celebrities. No, I haven't read it. I like that it's kind of news. Yeah. Why, well, I won? just or lost. Do you it, lose it was that? it was Kit Harrington uh, was voted. He he plays Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. Oh, I don't watch um, that show. Why would I care? I don't care about that at all. Oh, I just thought you'd been going for it all year. <laughs> I just thought you were trying to get. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see what this segment is about now. I thought this segment was about current news, but clearly it's just about disrespect. No, I've just. I've been looking at what you're wearing. Okay, you've been coming in here every day with wearing fluoro, effort in. fluoro Nike Air Maxes with a tucked-in shirt yes. and a leather jacket. I assumed you were trying to get GQ's worst-dressed man of 2017. Uh, okay, you wear a, you wear the same thing every day. You just walk around in a t-shirt no, and van. Yeah, I look like a Kmart vans. model. Yeah. Those guys are attractive. Okay, well, if that's your standard of fashion, good luck to you, mate. Yeah. You, you'll, why don't you go get a minimum wage job while you're at it because you've re- you reached the peak of fashion. <laughs> uh, I do Kmart. have a minimum wage job, mate. So do so you. Do I. Yeah. <laughs> We're at the job right now. That's true. So, um, oh, so you weren't going for this? Uh, no, for GQ's I wasn't going worst dress all year. Stress, man. I oh. dress well, thank you. Right. Yes. Well, explain. Um, I'm, I'm showing Lewis. Explain the. Uh, br- uh, the <laughs> Sorry, there's too many examples. There is a what looks like I'm looking at a photo here of Lewis wearing a t-shirt with. Uh, what even is that? That one was a mistake. It's like a turtleneck. Mate, that was a photo from like two You're years ago. You're wearing a ago. t-shirt with a turtleneck. Is it's it a, photoshopped? It's a polo. Is it photoshopped? And I wore that two years ago. I wore it once and I never wore it again because I got abused for it. Okay? Yeah, good. Look, when you're experimenting with fashion, you can't always be 100% right. You want to take some right. wild choices and sometimes those risks don't always play out. But, you know, generally as a standard Look. fashion icon. Say what you want. Lewis is playing it down now on air, but he's all, always. I feel like he's been going for the GQ's worst dressed man of 2017 all year. Stop so, you know what, mate? Hey, you know what, mate? I, I was like, you know what? I think the reason why perhaps you weren't voted is maybe they didn't know who you were. So, I was like, you know what, mate? I'll get it rectified. I'll sort it out for you. Don't uh-huh. worry about it. So, this what morning I sent GQ uh, an email <laughs> just regarding their most recent list. Oh, you just have GQ on call, pardon? do you? Yeah, yeah. So, I sent him an email just to try and fix the situation. Mate, I've got. I'm looking out for you. I've got your back. I don't want you, I don't want you on my back. All right. I sent them uh, greetings. Uh, you're being G- a bad work wife is what you be. No, I'm mate, I'm trying to get the award that you've been going for all year. What did you send them? Greetings, GQ. 
I recently read well, your... How long is this email? <laughs> no, it's quite extensive, so just simmer down over <laughs> just, there and I'll okay. get through it. I'll just um, sit back and oh, man, this is I'm doing your favourite right now. All right, I'll pretend I'm the editor. I recently read your world's worst dressed men in 2017 list, and I was baffled to find Kit Harrington at the top of the list, not Australian comedian Lewis Spears. <laughs> I assume this was merely an editing error, or the less likely possibility that GQ are not aware of Lewis and his controversial fashion. I've attached below some examples of Lewis's bold attempts at being... You can't send them pictures of me. I've sent them four. (laughs) I've attached below some examples of Lewis's bold attempts at being a fashion and style icon. As you can see, he looks like Neo from The Matrix if he tucked his shirt in at work and couldn't do cool backflips. Uh... I couldn't. I think after looking you can't at. Can't even Lu- read your own email. Sorry, it's quite long. Did you write that? Now my computer screen's all messed up. All right, I think I put water on it before the show. <laughs> so GQ, if you want to um, fix this, uh, I was anyway. I'm I'll, not giving you. I'm not giving you my prize money. I'm for halfway through, which I, I won't even going to win that. I don't anyway. think you win anything. I think you just win. Just keep reading your <laughs> shitty email. I think after looking at Lewis's infamous golden shark jeans and Nike Air they Max were combo cool jeans, man, that you were look- jeans with an embroidered shark mouth and teeth around the crotch area. Fire. Hit the fire even button, when Mike. you Even when you <laughs> describe them, it sounds bad, all right? I said, as you... Okay, so keep on interrupting me. I'm trying to do you a favor here. Um, I think you'll agree that uh, after looking at Lewis's Golden Shark and Nike Air Max combo, that you'll agree Jon Snow has a better dress sense than Lewis Spears. And just like Jon Snow, Lewis knows nothing, dot, 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 about fashion, get it? Because of Game of Thrones, I'm Luke, also a comedian, in brackets. I don't get that, It's obviously. a Game of Thrones reference. Okay. Uh, I hope this error can be rectified in the near future so Lewis can take his rightful crown of the world's uh, worst-dressed man. Kind regards, Luke Kidgel, then in brackets, Kmart-style fashionista and all-round basic boy. And then in other brackets, like, seriously, if my dress sense was a restaurant, it would be Subway because it's uh, reliable and nothing special. You're welcome. Thanks, mate. And uh, GQ have not yet got back to me. <laughs> Yeah, not surprised at all. <laughs> Luke and Lewis for lunch. Luke, have you heard about the uh, scandal with Santa? Uh, yes. What is but it? But please inform me <laughs> in, ca- in case we heard a different Santa scandal. Okay. Yeah. Which one did you hear? He's so scandalous. Oh, was it the one about um, him and Rudolph? Perhaps getting a bit... All right. So, <laughs> anyway, that's not the one that I'm talking about today. So, so um, what? I was saying him and Rudolph are good friends. Yeah. Way too good friends, <laughs> evidently. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> so, Luke... Nothing um, wrong with some Christmas, fr- Christmas friendship. <laughs> A lot of mistletoe going on. <laughs> Mike's telling us to wrap it up. <laughs> uh, we're getting off this topic before Mike turns our microphones off. So, um, you know how in primary school when uh, the teachers used to get the whole class to write a letter to Santa? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, a six-year-old actually wrote a letter to Santa um, about whether he had been naughty or nice, but he's doubting Santa's skills, his naughty and nice detecting skills, He's not sure if Santa knows or is watching him. So he wrote this letter. This is a six-year-old. He said, Dear Santa, Santa, I'm only doing this for the class. I know your naughty list is empty and your good list is empty and your life is empty. You don't know the trouble I've had in my life. Goodbye. Love, I'm not telling you my name. Boom! So this Jesus, kid was, is he the Grinch? Well, this kid, he's, uh, he, it was written by Scrooge as a six-year-old. <laughs> so this kid knows Santa is real, but he's doubting Santa's powers. 
saying that you don't know if I've been naughty or nice. There's no way you could watch me, but just to be safe, I'm not going to give you my name in case you are watching me and then you do put me on the naughty list. That was pretty cowardly how he threw out all that shade but didn't have the guts to put his uh, name at there. He didn't I have think the that's guts just to put being his name intelligent. to it. I think that's just being smart. Like he's bagging out Santa's skills, but just in case, he does have a backup plan. Yeah, so really, I don't think he's confident in his argument then. He's like, yeah, you can't even watch me, but if you can, I'm not giving you my name. So. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's just covering his bases. But uh, this has been all over the news. People are losing their minds about it. Um, and how do you think Santa feels about this, Luke? Probably broken inside. He's probably going to console Rudolph tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what do you think about Santa and Rudolph's relationship? No comment. <laughs> Mike wants us to stop bringing up Rudolph. Um, oh, so- Mike's, Mike's blushing just like Rudolph's nose. <laughs> His little button nose is rust blushing right red. <laughs> Be silent, human Shrek. Stop trying to rein us in. Uh, Reindeer us in. Sorry. All right, let's, let's move right. on. Yeah, so I, I think you're correct. Santa is actually quite broken. In fact, he actually held a press conference about this, and we have some exclusive... Triple M Modern Digital Audio of the Santa press conference. Uh, this is what he had to say to this kid. Oh, ho, ho. This is my official response to the six-year-old who said that my life is empty. It is actually you who doesn't know the troubles that I've had in my life. Every year I toil in the North Pole making toys for children that are more interested in PlayStations. I tried to make PlayStations once, but Sony threatened to sue me. Now I just have to buy them and ship them forwards to the children. I'm basically a middleman. I have no purpose. My marriage with Mrs. Claus is falling apart. I've never spent a single Christmas with her. Just the damn elves. I'm sick of the damn elves. Oh, 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 nobody gets me any presents. (laughs) Firstly, I think I know why Santa's marriage is falling apart. (laughs) Rudolph's coming between them. (laughs) Spending too much time. Is this Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Apparently, I typed it in on this. Yeah, but you've just found an instrumental. And secondly, it sounds a bit shallow. Um, from the, the all that stuff, all that hate mm. coming from a grown man at a six-year-old. Yeah, that's true. Santa held a, a yeah. entire press conference to bag out the six-year-old. Yeah. He did deviate and bag out Sony, but yeah. you know, who doesn't hate Sony? Yeah, he was <laughs> just exposing businesses. It's almost like you wrote that. <laughs> and no Santa. comment. Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. That brings us to the end of the show. Sorry there, we were having a bit of a giggle, just reminiscing the sneeze-fart combo noise. from early. Don't play it again, Mark, he's going to lose no, it. I won't, I won't. I can handle it. You can't so. handle it. <laughs> And you know what gets me is because it's a male fart and a female sneeze. Here, play the fart. <laughs> Don't. What is that? That's a male become? one. And play the sneeze. <laughs> and now play them together. <laughs> <laughs> and now reverse the order. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that's the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, tomorrow, we're going to work on our radio show as well as our work marriage. Yes, we need to, we need to go on a work marriage retreat. Couples to a, retreat to, to a, a porto. porto. Yeah, it's a date. All this stuff seems sponsored, but uh, trust me, it's not going to be sponsored. I'm going to hate it. No, so no, You're going to love giving money to them because you'll be thrilled by their raps. 
You'll be wrapped with it, wrap. Now, listen, with that, <laughs> I'm going to wrap up the show. This is Luke <laughs> Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital.